there's anyone in here, just look out. <laughs> Does anybody, Colin, do you know what that's Yeah, from? it's Clue. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> that's like one of my favorite like line reads ever, the way he says it. It's so funny. There's uh, anyone in here, just look out. <laughs> He's so like. Uh, I also like, I like another door a lot. When he goes in and he turns the shower on. <laughs> I like I like in Home Alone 2 when he goes stolen credit card. Welcome to Millennial Milkshake, the podcast where three floating windmills revisit, re-experience, and review things from our childhood. My name's Colin O'Connell, and I was born in 1994. My name's Josh Sicali. I was born in 1995. And my name's Michelle Potter. I was born in 1997. And it's October, guys. It's time for spooky. It's time for spooky episodes. Time for spooky. Ooh, we're going to be scaring the daylight. There's going to be a thousand jump scares in all these episodes. You're not going to know what hit you, audience. Boo. That's the first one. All right. <laughs> that they was bo- good. They both jumped. They both. You guys can't. The audience can't see it. They both jumped. They're so scared. And to kick off our uh, little October, you know, thing, we're reviewing something that I think is a pretty, pretty creepy, pretty spooky uh, album. And it's Gorilla's second album, Demon Days. Josh, Michelle, do you have any sort of history with Gorillas or this album at all? I only recall listening to Feel Good and maybe Clint Eastwood, but honestly, just just a couple tracks. I've never actually fully dug into their albums until now. Yeah, I also um, only knew like a few tracks. I think I knew like two songs from this album, Feel Good being one of them. Um and yeah, this was the first time I listened to a whole album from them the whole way through. So it's exciting. So funny. It is Feel Good Ink, but that's fine. Um, feel Good Ink. <laughs> Making yeah. my life easy, Colin. My or bad. Feel Good Incorporated, whatever you want to call it. I abbreviated it too much. If Sorry. I need to say ink to anyone, then they <laughs> need to study up on some pop culture. Yeah. What yeah. does that mean? <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> what that means. He said... I could call it feel good. It's fine. I can fo- I could call it feel good. Yeah. I don't need oh. to add the ink. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. What if you're talking about a pen? I need to save as well, much time as I can, Colin. And that's that. Which actually, this is taking more time because yeah. I decided to abbreviate it. Yeah. <laughs> you have the whole explanation. It's like, it's like in the office when Kevin decides to make his own language <laughs> and takes the time to explain what they mean. Yeah. Just... Because he wants to save a, a quarter of a millisecond. Yeah, to see mm-hmm. world. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, shocker, I'm the one who suggested this album because I have an extensive background with gorillas. Uh, starting when I was very little, I have no idea what age I was, but I'm thinking probably 2001, so I was probably like seven um they used to show 
Gorilla's music videos on, I think it was Toonami. It was on Cartoon Network. I think it was Toonami. If you guys remember Toonami on Cartoon Network at all? No. They would they would play like anime. It was I think it was like the hour between regular Cartoon Network and like Adult Swim. They would play like anime, so it was kind of like a transition into Adult Swim. But they would play uh, they would play Gorillas music videos, and I remember seeing the music video for nineteen two thousand and being like, "What is this? What is going on? These are animated little gremlins singing, <laughs> riding around in cars." And the music was like really different and out there and the music video was really different and out there. And I was like, I kind of love this and kind of just, you know, grew into liking them, like liking their hits. Like Josh said, Feel Good Inc. Um, I mean, that song was like everywhere when it came out. Like you couldn't get away from that freaking song. Yeah, you could not avoid it. Um, The laugh, the the bass, you know, everything. And then... um. In fact, my my sister, when she would go to school, she would go to school like I feel like an hour before me, and she would watch the MT like MTV would play. That's when they would play music videos, um, like MTV music videos in the morning, and then I would come down, and it would still be on the TV. And I remember that Feel Good Ink video very vividly, like every single day would be on that, and the um the red hot the one red hot chili peppers video uh danny california like those are the two videos i remember the most (laughs) it's like a kid in the we're like in the mornings so yeah i have a pretty deep connection and uh they're like my favorite band pretty much so wow i i wish i wish i had more to say you know about experiences i feel almost bad that i can't even you know accompany you so it's fine you know um we should, you know, I do want to clarify, we did pick, I mean, I picked this album because A, I think it's more thematically relevant to October, and B, I think that while Clean Eastwood was like a huge song, like, you'll be hard pressed to find someone who didn't listen to Feel Good, like in our age range, you know, as a kid who didn't know that song, you know? Which is why I felt I was able to say Feel Good, everybody. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we thought we would start you guys off a little bit more subtly into October. You know, we don't want to throw everything at you. So we're going to gradually get a little bit. We're not going full Halloween first week. But a little creepy there. I mean, we can kind of talk about like, you know, the character designs because it is a virtual band. I mean, they are. They do look creepy. Oh, absolutely. Do they not? Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like the sound of the album, like a lot of the songs are kind of creepy like we'll get into the songs but you know the intro is isn't it uh from day of the dead dawn of the dead um, oh is it dawn yeah. of the dead mm-hmm. yeah like the intro's lifted straight from dawn of the dead yep. pretty much i mean there's some remixing going on but which i'm super excited to get into i'm excited to get into all the references you know i was mm-hmm. able to kind of find or read about um that being the first one so when i saw that you know, I was super excited because I'm a big horror movie guy. So I was like, ooh, they're, you know, incorporating some some horror movie references. And, you know. Feel good incorporating. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we can, I don't know if we want to go at all into that right now. Um, we could definitely go into that in the later part of the episode. Um, you know, up to you guys. Well, maybe, well, maybe Michelle will teach us something. Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe maybe she'll maybe yeah. she'll steal all my oh. all my. Uh, oh dang! Oh, oh dang! I think it's late. I think we're late for class, Josh. Uh, always am. I'll, I'll sit in the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before before you get into it, there's some things you should know first. So, um, I, I am interested to see how much I already know, but continue. Probably most. I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to see how many of my references that I worked so hard on are going to be already spoken about, and I'm going to have nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I tried to just do like a super brief sort of um, overview of them and like this album. So like Colin already said, they're um, a virtual band, uh, an English band created in 98, 1998 um, by Damon Albarn, who was the lead singer of Blur and Jamie Hewlett, who was a comic artist, I think. Um, And it consists of four like fictional members. I think they have some people that come and go as like their music goes on but um the the main four 2d who does vocals and keys i think there's murdoch nichols who does bass um russell hobbs who does percussion and noodle who does a guitar and also like she does vocals in some of them yeah especially on, on this album yeah yeah she does some vocals in on the first album and then she has like the bit there's one obvious like there's one big song um yeah. And then uh she oh, I'm trying to think what else she sings on afterwards. It'll come to me. Okay. <laughs> so I was just reading um how the idea for this band sort of came about. Um and it was when the two of them, their creators, were watching MTV and Hewlett said, If you watch MTV for too long, it's a bit like hell. <laughs> There's nothing of substance there. Uh so they had this idea for a virtual band, something that would be like a comment on that. And I was reading Al Al Barn, sorry, said sort of the same thing. Like it was the beginning, like at the time when they were sort of coming up with this idea, it was sort of the beginning of like a boy band explosion sort of thing. And it just felt so manufactured to them. So they thought, let's make a manufactured band, but make it kind of interesting. So that's where Gorillaz came from. So their first album was released in 2001, I believe. Uh, It was a self-titled album, right? Gorillaz? Yeah. That did really well. Sold over 3 million copies and earned them an entry into the Guinness Book of World Records as the most successful virtual band, which there's not a lot. No, it's really not. Virtual bands. I think it's big over in, I don't know about bands. I think there's like a Korean pop star a few years ago that was like a completely virtual. Oh. Um, Hmm. But yeah, it's not like a really, there's not a lot of contenders. Yeah, like the only other virtual bands I can think of are like fictional ones from like movies um yeah like josie and the pussycats and stuff yeah. or like yeah yeah so that was their first album and their second album the one we are reviewing demon days was released in 2005 and it went du- double platinum in the u.s triple platinum in the uk and they earned five grammy nominations for it in 2005 and i think they won yeah they won best pop collaboration for a feel good inc um, one of the interesting things about um, Feel Good Inc. is some of the success I was reading for it was because it was featured in an iPod commercial. Do you guys remember this commercial at all? Um, was it was it one of the iPod commercials where they're like dancing? They're like all like a black shadow, like silhouette, With, like, the and they're like dancing background. in the colored backgrounds. Yeah, was it that? I think so. I I, I th- it, it had to have been because <laughs> that is. Also, the only iPod commercial I ever remember. Um, but yeah, it was featured on 
an iPod commercial and uh I think let me see. Um it topped Billboard's alternative songs chart in the US for eight consecutive weeks, um, like during the time it debuted, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, and they had four other nominations for that album. Um, Albarn sort of describes this album as like a concept album. I was reading, he said, the whole album kind of feels um, like telling the story of the night, staying up during the night, but it's also an allegory. It's what we're living in, basically. The world in a state of night, which I think goes really well with our Halloween theme here, or our October theme. And that is my uh, quick little brief history lesson for you guys. I feel like I have some other things to say about the songs individually, but we'll save them. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Teach. You're welcome. Uh, um, what's up? What do you want to say? Do you have any more like facts you want to add here? That's true or anything like that? Well, what does that mean? <laughs> Something's you know. either true or it's not. Truth we've never heard is all I'm wondering about. I think you'll be surprised at how much truth you've never heard. Hmm. hmm. Josh? So, yeah, I can kick us off with the real facts. Um, <laughs> Great. Poor Michelle does all this work to find history and fun facts. And I come up with bullshit five minutes before we start recording. Uh, so, everyone, we have Apple Facts for Demon Days. And here is Apple Fact number one. It's October. And that means a special spooky edition of Apple Facts. At the time of recording, climate change is not slowing down one bit. Wealth discrepancy is getting worse by the year. The Middle East is in turmoil. School shootings are still a thing. And society is set to collapse in 20 years. In fact, billionaires are literally building rocket ships and constructing bunkers in New Zealand in preparation for the world eating itself. And if that doesn't scare you enough, maybe the fact that Demon Days is an album literally all about this and was released literally 16 years ago should. 16 years and we've done nothing. Now that doesn't make me feel good, but I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Which, Colin, yeah, I, I remember oh. you telling us about that, the studies that they're doing about like the 20-year uh, future and the billionaires. Yeah, there's a... I think it was a... Uh... I think it was an MIT study in the 70s and they were like uh hey society's going to end in like 2040 or like society's going to collapse in 2040 and then like this year there was like a review like an independent reviews of or and stuff of it and pretty much everyone was like yeah I mean that study's pretty much spot on and <laughs> Lo and behold, billionaires are building rockets to go to space and they're buying land in New Zealand to buy underground bunkers. So That's insane. And it's it's you know all and all gorillas have just been trying to do is just you know give a give a nice little musical warning and <laughs> just something light something light yeah. something light in the night but yeah know. a white light if you will. Ooh. <laughs> but um <laughs> All right, who's ready for Apple Fact number two? I am. I am. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Now that's an energetic class. I'm more ready. <laughs> yeah, what? Because I know guys. what they are. <laughs> All right, so Apple fact number two. By now, it should be no secret that I'm a huge Gorillaz fan, but Turnabout is fair play and I can criticize things I like. For example, they named the Japanese character Noodle. Fucking Noodle. That's like naming a German character Bratwurst or French character Baguette 
or an Irish character, Shamrock, or an American char- character, Shamrock Shake. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Ooh, I could go for a nice Shamrock Shake, but. Well, it's October. I guess I got to go for a Everything's pumpkin, pumpkin spice now. shake. Yeah, everything's Damn fucking it. pumpkin now. Yeah. Why can't mint be in October? You you yeah. point out to me no. the reasons why mint can't be in because October, it, and it has to be constricted to March. Because it does not make me feel good. Well, mint is also, I think, um, it mint is a December thing, too. Peppermint. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They're not yeah, no, the same. I, I don't want mint in October. That's that's a given. It's just not fall. There's a reason. It's it's too it's too spring like for me. Spring. Does it grow in the spring though? No, but it just reminds me of spring, and it's just because it's in March. It's because of the shamrock shake though. It's because somewhere along the line, people were like, March is the green month because of because of St. Patrick's Day, and. What's the green flavored thing? What's the green processed shit that we always eat? It's always mint flavored, you know. But Pro- yeah, I, I've I've just been brainwashed, I guess. I yeah. <laughs> oh, mint chocolate chip. I mean, that's I mean that's a that's a really good ice cream. But I I can't picture myself eating that in October. Oh, that's all year round, baby. Yeah, mint chocolate chip I mean, is the right, best. Let's, ice all right, let's not get ourselves. I'm, I'm okay. Gonna, uh, well, I'm, let's let's not get carried away, Michelle. <laughs> it's the best. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of great ice cream out there. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to name no. mint chocolate chip the king ice cream. Maybe not the best, best but it's my no, favorite. I mean, but you just said the words, it is the best ice cream, and then you doubled down on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best to me. Well, and that's all that matters. That's a fucking so, cop that's out. all that matters. Um, if you said be- <laughs> I don't want to start a fight If you said here. best looking, you'd have something. But it's a great looking ice cream. It's fantastic. Well, it has to be green too. Oh, oh, don't give me that. It has to be the yeah, green. Yeah, don't give me that white chip. shit. Oh no. Don't give me that white light. Yeah, I hate white things. <laughs> I had places, people. I actually had like um a month ago I had a Dove bar and it was mint and I was super excited. Ooh. I was like I'm going to bite into this and it's going to be green and nope, it was white. And I think the Ghirardelli is it Ghirardelli or Ghirardelli? Uh, I think it's Ghirardelli. Mm-hmm. I think the Ghirardelli um, is white too, like the white cream just, or whatever. It's not. It, it it hits. It's not. It hits same. different when it's green. Yeah. But yeah. what are you gonna do? But I'm not eating that much in October anyway. I'm eating folly things. I think pumpkin's yeah. overrated. Oh, it definitely is. I don't even like pumpkin pie. But I like the scents. Oh, see, I still like pumpkin. Well, you know what? I don't like pumpkin Good. pie. Actually, I used to, it used to be the only pie I would like really eat as a kid. And then I tried every other kind of pie and I was like, oh, this is so much better. Yeah, it's the texture I can't really get behind. It's just, you know, the yeah. mushy. I I don't know. I'm not... I like pumpkin roll. You ever have pumpkin mm, can't roll? Can't do it. I don't like the cream cheese icing. Oh, you don't like cream cheese. Oh, oh. I like. See, oh, that's the thing. Right. I love cream cheese. I don't like cream cheese with desserts. I will eat pumpkin roll. I will eat the cake bit and then leave just a big gob of cream cheese icing and just no. slurp that down. No. It's so oh. good. I don't know what it is. It's when it's transformed into icing or cheesecake. Gross. Oh, cheesecake's like the best cake. Ugh. No, ice cream. Cheesecake's Ice cream good. cake is is the, the best, best cake. Though? Oh, I always forget that that's a cake. You're right. I Which, don't think ice cream cake is that great, except for the crunchies. Yeah, that's true. That's the best nice. part. Yeah. Killing me. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is my class now. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Let's just get to Apple fact number three. You free. I said free. 
Apple fact number three. Free. I mean, they are all free. You've ups- so. you guys they have are. upset me enough. Watch out! There's there's fire coming out of a Josh's head. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Apple fact number three. The thing that I love most about gorillas is that when you say you're a fan of them, everyone you've ever told says, "Oh yeah, man, Feel Good Inc. is a great song," and you go, "Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good." But it's not my favorite. And then they go, oh, right. Yeah. Clint Eastwood is their best song. And then you go, well, you know, they have more than these two. And then they grab you by the shoulders, push you down into the floor and scream in your face. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. (laughs) It's there. (laughs) (laughs) Then again, maybe I should just stop sneaking gin to people at Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. And that won't happen as much anymore. I like yeah, I like you... the comments to the to the two songs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I should clarify alcoholism is a disease, not making fun of it, but you know. Yeah, you have to bring dare to alcohols anonymous. It's just, that's how I feel. You got to do that's it. That's how I feel. Also, um, I want to know I, I want to know I'm also not in alcoholics anonymous. Yeah, me neither. Michelle is though, so we shouldn't talk joke about it. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's that's how I feel about um, Radiohead. If you talk to someone about it, and they're, let's say they're not a fan, you know, they might give you the the creep answer. Yeah, and that's you know, it's pretty good, but it's not their best. It's it's really not. And <laughs> nah, their best is the song uh, that plays during the credits of Twilight. You know, I still have to see Twilight, but I heard it's got a banging soundtrack. Twilight. <laughs> The song at the end of the t- at, at the twilight, it's the so it goes. I, I have no idea what they're saying. What they're saying. What? I just talked about this and I can't remember the song. Radiohead is in twilight. Oh yeah, yeah. They play during the credits. It's the song that goes. <laughs> oh oh, is that is that uh, fifteen step? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. That's so weird to play in that movie. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so maybe it fits. Oh wow. no, it is weird. It, the editing in that movie is like well. Okay. Josh, I can't wait for you to watch Twilight. I can't the thing with the thing with the first Twilight is, it does sort of have this like small budget indie, like almost like charm to it, and then the rest of the movies like. I don't know, or just bad. Like, there's no charm to the rest of the movies at all. Yeah, the rest of them sort of like so, blur together yeah, in my hollow. mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun fact: They have we talked about this? A woman directed the first. I don't know her name. A woman directed the first Twilight, made all that money, became a huge star, and they were like, "That's great, good job. We're gonna give the rest to a man." <laughs> oh. Did she want to continue directing oh, them? That's- I have no idea. No Why good. wouldn't she though? <laughs> well, I don't know the the feedback of That's maybe fucking cash cow. discouragement. Well, the first one's the best one. Oh, the first one's like yeah. uh, by far the best one, and it's not even that great, but it's way better and more artistic than like <laughs> the other ones. All right, guys, who's ready for Apple Fact Number Four? I know I am. I am. Eh. So, uh, <laughs> so gorillas has this complex lore around it, right? They're a virtual band. And all the characters have backstories and plot lines that are set during various phases. The phases usually, but not always, coinciding with album releases. And sometimes the music videos are part of us are part of the story, 
and sometimes they're just music videos. And there are comics, and sometimes those are canon, but sometimes there are storyboards that might be canon. And then sometimes they just reset the canon because they feel like it. This is why people who complain about the multiverse and the MCU being too complex, I just can't help but laugh at them. Bitch, it breaks your brain that... <laughs> Sorry, let me, let me repeat that line. Bitch, it breaks your brain that two versions of Loki's want to fuck. Guess who became a member of Gorillas in 2018? Ace from the Powerpuff Girls. And that's the thing that made the most sense in phase five. So stop your whining and just enjoy your little shitty 15 million Disney Plus shows that nobody asked for. <laughs> There's so many Love shows. Love it. Love it. <laughs> So, I don't know if we're really going to get into this a lot, but the Gorilla's Lore is a goddamn mess, and, it, like, it's so weird. But yeah, Ace, I don't know if you guys remember Powerpuff Girls very well. Um, I believe it was the Gang Green Gang. Um, he was, like, the leader of them, but he became a member of the band during Phase 5 because Murdoch was in jail, and... As I'm talking about this, I'm remembering that they're all fictional characters. So, yeah, it's, you know. Yeah. When I was like reading about them, there was just like an overwhelming amount of information There's about so each much. of them. They all have backstories. There's just like. Noodle's like a sleeper agent. Um, Russell was haunted and now he's not haunted. Uh, yeah. It's all it's all nonsense. Yeah. That's a lot to keep up with. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can just listen to the music. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to get into like the characters and everything. All right, guys. Our final spooky Apple fact, number five. Gorillaz is well known for collaborating with other musicians. Over the years, they've collaborated with Snoop Dogg, De La Soul, Little Dragon, Robert Smith, Schoolboy Q, and even Sir Elton John himself, which begs the question... Who do you think the biggest name Millennial Milkshake could get if we tried? I mean, really put the time, effort, and resources into it. First names that come to mind, Vanilla Ice. I mean, his instructions are even in the opening verse to his song, Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> All right, stop, collaborate, and listen. We're listening, Ice. <laughs> you can call us at our toll-free number, 555. You still ripped off Queen... You dungus. <laughs> dungus. I love, I love the video of him, him explaining how it's different. Bum 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 bum. bum. He's like, there's a little, t there's a little. <laughs> I added a bum. <laughs> yeah, Vanilla Ice, you did add a bum to that song. <laughs> Boom, got him. Oh man, ripping on Vanilla Ice. It's it's 2021. That is that is considered probably the number one biggest song ripoff or is there is there one that tops that i oh i know the coldplay song rips off another song like straight rips off but i think that song also ripped off another song um i mean the Nicki minaj song kind of like samples sir mix a lot but i don't know i feel like she got permission for that one like this one he straight up stole it oh Spooky song ripoff. Josh, we were just talking about The Shining. Yeah, so, yeah, so there's there is a big ripoff. Um, I don't know if many people are going to know, but um, there's a song by Scott Walker called My Death. And 
Paul Walker's brother? Yeah, yeah I believe so. Uh, <laughs> For sure. But it's I as soon as I heard it, the first five seconds, I was just like, no way. They so it's yeah, exact. The, so yeah, The Shining completely ripped off one of Scott Walker's songs, and I I honestly don't know if that song is a remake is not a remake um a cover because I know some songs on that album are covers. I don't know if that one is, but either way, that song exists. And The Shining came after that album. So Shining ripped it off, which is funny because before I ever heard Scott Walker, when I've, you know, I've seen The Shining so many times, it's my favorite horror movie. And I watched Goosebumps a lot, right? So Goosebumps has an episode called Night in Terror Tower. And that also completely rips off The Shining theme song. They just use, they just use, they don't use the same instruments. They have like, they have like this this humming this this deep humming sound, um, and so I always thought, wow, that ripped off The Shining. But here, The Shining ripped it off. So I wonder how deep this this goes. How how many yeah how yep. many times has that song been? Ripped off? We're gonna find out that song was made in like ancient Egypt. They were singing it while like <laughs> the pyramids were being built. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how I started that comment off. I I, I hope I didn't start it off by. Was I saying Scott Walker ripped it off at first? I hope I didn't say that. No, 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 no. no okay, no, no. all right, good. We're gonna cut. We're gonna cut this out. But yeah, nope. I couldn't remember. <laughs> no cut. Oh, no cuts. We don't. No cuts. We don't cut this podcast. Not at all. So yeah. So yeah, a lot of ripoffs. Um, but that's all for the Apple facts. We can get into this dissection of Demon Days. Yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking of like movie music and horror music, we reference we referenced it earlier, but. The intro to this album just takes, uh, it's just, it's the Dawn of the Dead song. Do you know, what's the song called? Do we, Did you have it written down? You know, I didn't write that one down, but I know the scene that it comes from. Um, it's the scene where they're loading, they're getting all the trucks to barricade um, the entrances to the mall. Okay. It's like about, it's it's in the middle. Yeah. So, um, I can't remember the name of the song though. Yeah. So, it's just like that song and then like these sirens come in. And uh, do you know what they say? Did you guys look up the lyrics? What like what they say during this uh, this little intro? Because it really is a tone setter. It's is who put me at who put me down on the bottom of the food chain? Oh no, I believe it's who put chemicals in the food chain. I believe. Oh, the, oh yeah, believe is you know what? what it says. I, it, you know yeah. what? You're right because that rings a bell. I, you know what? Google is always incorrect. <laughs> that was the first thing I, I saw that came up. I think that's what they say, and then. Um, yeah, who, yeah. Who put chemicals in the food chain? Mm-hmm. And it, uh, you know, it kind of sets. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but we won't spend too much time on the intro. But I feel like it really kind of sets the tone for the vibe of this whole album. Um, yeah, it's a little, you know, it's taken from a horror movie, and but it, there's like this remix, this more like modern, you know, remix to it, and a little social commentary in it, and it's blended all together and. Yeah, it's kind of our... which, and it works to it works on different levels to reference Dawn of the Dead because that that movie itself deals with you know commercialism and you know like all that stuff consumerism all that all that good stuff that this album you know go, goes into also so on, and on a different level you know also the zombie as, aspect works for the album yeah. on 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 another level so you know very very smart. 
to kind of throw that in there as their setup. And I think the end of the song, what do they say? You are now entering the harmonic door. Uh, harmonic. Oh, is it bliss or, is or it, harmonic door? It's Well, see, on there's places that say door, and then there's on Genius, it says you are now entering the harmonic realm, which I don't think oh. he says. But he could. I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. I'll look it up on Genius. Wow, controversy already. Yeah, gen- Genius says realm, so I don't know. If it's, you know, I normally go by what Genius says. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Yeah, which is like, um, cause like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it is weird because this is really like, it's not, uh, it's not like this heavy metal album by any means. It is kind of poppy, and it is, ha- and it has a lot of rap on it too, um. But it's also a little spooky. Yeah, there's a nice blend. Oh, yeah. It's very, I don't know. It's just a very unique album, I think. And Colin, since you are more familiar with this, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go more to you with like some ideas that I might spit out and, you know, bounce them off you more so. But, okay. But yeah, so. Yeah, because there is a story like uh, to this album. I know Michelle referenced it earlier about it, like, you know, going through a night and everything, but. There's like individual things that like individual thematic things that each song hits. And then there's like an overarching story to it, which, you know, is always is always really, really ambitious, I feel for. And I and I and I don't feel like the first album does that. Like, I know you guys didn't listen to the first album. First album really doesn't do that. It was kind of just like this counterculture thing that they did. Um, This is more like, I think, developed and thought out and everything. Um, but if we want to go into the first actual song, Last Living Souls. Dig it. Dig it. Love the love the song, yeah. Really? Yep. I think I think it's a it's a really nice follow-up to the intro. So it's a nice song to start out with to kind of go off of the Dawn of the Dead theme. Um Yeah. And, and for obvious reasons, the title alone, you know, you can kind of make that connection, but um, you know, this one kind of deals with um I guess the idea of being surrounded by very um, blank generations that kind of don't have that emotion, I guess, you know, the whole thing is, are we the last living souls? So kind of like, you know, using that zombie like theme to represent the newer generations, I guess, that have been kind of um, corrupt by this, um, by society, I guess, and you know, yeah, like a lot of uh, corporatization and stuff. Which I mean, today is like <laughs> it's like more relevant than ever. Like it feels like this, like songs like this are more relevant now than they were even then. Like it's, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. And it's not like this is like a new concept in music, but right, just to like you know, there's not a lot of you know songs that will you know a lot of albums that will take the time to dedicate a whole like i don't know kind of middle finger to like like society and pop culture and then also produce one of like the biggest songs (laughs) like in like one of the biggest pop songs you know it's it's really weird how like parts of this album took off you know yeah so i mean yeah michelle uh do you like do you have anything to add to to this this track um yeah, I really like this song. One of my favorite things about like this album and a lot of this a lot of the songs on this album, the music they do this thing in a lot of the songs where I don't know 
a better way to describe it, but there's like a break in some of the songs and they sort of like switch up the tone of what's happening. And I love that. Yeah, that's a very gorillas thing to do. They do that in a lot of their songs. Like um, in Plastic Beach, there's a song called Empire Ants. And then it's like this very like soft melodic song. And then halfway through, it just becomes yeah. like a crazy yeah. dance track. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Like the they do it in yeah. several of the songs here. And I really like that in this song. And I wrote a note like the violins in this, I think like near the end, the second half of the song also. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I really like this song. Um, we won't get into because I've ranked them all. I think you guys ranked uh, like all your favorite songs too, so I won't get into where specifically I put it. But you know, it's a good song. It's not my favorite. It's a good it's song. Solid. I like it. It's solid. Um, and then we get into we get into Kids with Guns, which is kind of the uh, the precursor to uh, it. Always, it always reminds me of Pumped Up Kicks by uh, Yeah. You know, yep. but this is kind of like the precursor to that. I don't know if you guys looked up the backstory behind the um, song at all. I feel like I saw something that like one of their daughters or one of their friends' daughters or something like brought a knife to school. Um, yeah, I think it was Damon's mm-hmm. kid. Like one of like a kid brought a knife to like their school, and then he also like uh, oh no, that was a different song. Never mind. I'm mixing <laughs> up the songs. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was kind of like the inspiration behind that. And then, um, I mean, again, obviously, America and specifically, you know, specifically with all the school shootings and stuff, like, yeah. Know, so this is this is one crazy. big statement on the youth and their gravitation to violence. Yeah, yeah, but also the way that, like, I don't know, the way that they're warped and like, cause he's, cause they're like, they're turning us into monsters and stuff, you know, like how they're shaped and formed and, you know feel bad for them but also they're the ones you know with this proclivity to for violence too it's like weird it's this weird space um this is tough we're getting deep we're getting we're getting a little deep for this podcast this is supposed to be a funny podcast i think this is my (laughs) i have it between two songs but this is like one of my favorite songs on album like i really Really? love this song (laughs) So this one, this one, wow. and Last Living Souls are right next to each other. This one's yeah, literally same. like a half a point above it. So they're right next to each other. Wow, interesting. But yeah. I have, I, I do have songs above it. So these these guys are kind of like middle top. I'm. I, that's all I'm gonna say. There was just one other song that I was like, ooh, I won't say anymore. But yeah, I I love this song. I mean, we'll find we'll find the song eventually. Um, next we get into uh. Uh, fourth song, or I guess like the third song, but whatever. Fourth track is O Green World. Thoughts? So I definitely have, um, this could be me just overreaching, but there's there's like, there's like a definitely a scary mood to this. And I was pulling some psycho, but more so Halloween soundtrack yeah, vibes I, from this. I got the same, um, Josh. Yeah. And it's like that- um, like like kind of like the breakdown. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember when mean, or in the like... song it happens. But Michelle, you know the like the part I'm talking about. Like yeah, the, it just it just feels like it came from a score from either of those two movies. Yeah, um, which was a nice touch to the song. Yeah, it was. This is also where one where like Damon kind of like mumble sings, you know, and that's kind of like creepy. Like when he's like he kind of drops down a little bit, and you're like, oh, like I don't know. It is very creepy. <laughs> And I don't know if, you know, kind of doing that horror movie-esque sound, you know, I don't know if they kind of did that on purpose to kind of fit the vibe of this 
song, which is clearly about how the pollution kind of killed the world. So, you know, you're dealing with killings on a different level. So, you know, Halloween, Michael Myers, pollution, killing world, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably overreaching, but it's... <laughs> no, I mean... Listen, the, if you like, uh, if you like them, you know, referencing pollution, you'll fucking love Plastic Beach because that's the whole album. <laughs> that's what the entire album's about. So it was definitely like, yeah, on their minds, um, on Damon's mind and stuff when he made all these songs. But yeah, Plastic Beach is like all about like pollution. <laughs> how do you guys like this one? You got like, how do you like, how do you like this track? I don't want you to tell me your ranking. Just want to see if you. I like it. it. It's like I like I like in the middle for oh, yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be honest <laughs> with me. I like them all. <laughs> yeah, this one was like in the middle for me. I liked it still. It wasn't one of my favorites. I definitely have them lower than those first two songs though. Yeah, this was middle middle bottom for me. But a lot a lot of these are are fairly close. Like in the ratings I gave them. Yeah. Yeah, I think like I think the like my top few really stand out, and then my bottom like one or two kind of stand out and then the rest yeah, like exactly they could be different for me any day you know if i re-ranked them tomorrow yeah, i would say i would say like my top four maybe top five are kind of like standouts um i'll go top four just to minimize it and then like yeah, yeah. my bottom my bottom three there's there's a clear maybe bottom four and then the middle is very kind of like in sync it'll be interesting to see where those bottom four come in um next we come in with dirty harry though which is like the spiritual successor to Clean Eastwood off the first album. Um, again, deals with the youth and gun violence. Speaks about that and um, and also like uh, you know military occupation. Uh, well, I guess we should say we did watch the music video for this too because the music videos are very yep. important. Yeah. Um, for gorillas, and so the whole the whole scene is set middle of the desert they're all in like paramilitary outfits with these uh with these kids and uh i forget what the choir is what's the do you remember what the choir is um, called i remember reading it but i don't remember the specific it's a children's yeah. choir um i'll look it up yeah one of the cool things too about this music video is shot like on location which i thought was interesting oh yeah there's a story behind well, that i read um, that it was cheaper <laughs> To, to fly there and shoot yeah. it yeah they were gonna they were gonna do a 3d like model mm. or whatever or like an animated model of a desert and they were just like oh it's just cheaper and easier to just yeah. fly just go to look shoot mm. on location <laughs> that's nice that's yeah. nice yeah which is funny <laughs> which i think it worked out like it looks good yeah i mean it is interesting to see like the you know um the real people um booty brown from the far side he's uh he he spits a verse on this album or um, on this song. Um, children's Choir of San Fernandez is the as uh, is the uh, Children's Choir, and they make a little animated appearance in the music video. So yeah, what do we think of this song? Oh, it's I great. yeah, I like this song, but it's not one of my favorites. I think it's yeah, I think it's good. It's a good song. I'm interested most to hear Michelle's favorites. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say I love this song and it is definitely one of my favorite songs. Ooh. I think it's the overlooked hit of this album, like single of this yeah, album. There's... Because all of the other songs like Feel Good Inc. and Dare like are huge hits. And then every Grillis fan 
every Gorillaz fan loves El Manana. Like if you listen, like if you're a Gorillaz fan and you don't like El Manana, like that's shocking. Um, but I feel like Dirty Harry gets forgotten a lot on this album for being like one of the sing. I think it was the first single, wasn't it? Um, it was a third. I be- yeah. Oh, was it? Um, but I mean, it's, I love this song. I love the, the, um, you know, it gets into more of an, like even compared to like the first three songs, which are a little like heavy, but like, not like heavy, but like classic alt rock pop, you know, this goes way more into an electronic sound and you get the first rap verse of the album too, which is a part of the gorillas, you know, it's a staple of the gorilla style is bringing in rappers and stuff. And it's funny because I feel like, you know, as I was reading, um, this seems like some people will put this at their number one. Like, and I feel like those are like, not that they're like the diehard Gorillaz fans, but maybe because, you know, a lot of people are going to put Feel Good Inc. as number one. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely see Dirty Harry as like a top, top tier song on this album. And I do have to shout out to the, I do love the line. Your water's from a bottle, mine's from a canteen. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to say about Dirty Harry? Because we got to get to the big boy next. Because it is the big boy. I mean, let's just be honest. It's Feel Good Inc. Everyone and their mother knows this song. Like, my mom knows this song. So everyone's mom knows this song. <laughs> I don't think my mom will know this song, but my mom would know. definitely not know this song. Really? No, my mom. <laughs> what are you talking? I'm. I think you'd be surprised. It was on my the radio all the time. My mom doesn't listen to music. Mine doesn't either. Really? Oh yeah. well. Okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> well. All right. If you have a mom who listened, who has listened to music in the last sixteen yeah, yeah. years, I bet they've heard this song. But that baseline, man. I mean, can we just talk about that yeah. bass? It's so fucking sick. It's a fantastic song. Not okay. I think it's in like my top five. Interesting. It's Ooh. in my top five. Ooh, interesting. I grow. I'm a, a ver- person that a grows. Very, very interesting. This is the. I sent this song a little <laughs> yeah. peek behind the curtain inside baseball. Probably what would you say two years two? ago? Maybe. Yeah. I would say a year okay. or two ago. Yeah, like the. I was, you know, trying to get Michelle a little bit into gorillas, and you know, I sent her the big hits, and I think I sent her Clint Eastwood and. Feel Good Ink because they're their two biggest songs. She's like, yeah, I like Clint Eastwood. Don't really like Feel Good Ink. I was like, yeah, that was really? like, like I don't know anyone who doesn't like this. I listened song. to it like maybe a few times, and I had not listened to it again since now. And like, it's good. I, I'm not gonna say anything bad about it. I, it's good. I'd listen to it. It's a jam. It's a jam. Okay, great song, and the video is great too. That's because now Michelle knows people are, li- are listening. And she and she knows. <laughs> no, it's not my favorite song on the album. Oh, it's not mine it's either. Good. So I, that's fine. I will say that that I like it, but I don't love it. Cool. Yeah. And again, the music video, you know, for this iconic music video, scary again. Yeah, it was, yeah, scary. it was really good. The way that Murdoch like raises up from the floor. Yeah. Did you guys see that? It's so like, ugh. <laughs> Like a vampire. Yeah, it was it was very unsettling. Um, and then you, you and his little like humping he does at the end of the video. And and you get that nice. Then you get that nice look out to the floating windmill. Yeah. And it's just it like it's 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 such I don't know. It was it was very very well done. It's it's scary like how 
you just feel trapped with him in there and oh, you just mm-hmm. yeah it, it's, it's just very stressful to watch but yeah and again i mean if we want to dissect you know thematically you no know, this song you know kind of about this like this impending existential dread while every other resource around you is like pumping you like oh you know be happy all the time like you know and that's another thing like you know again i don't want to get too heavy on this podcast but you know that's like a thing like you know mental health like sometimes you don't feel good and that's fine and you don't have to feel good all the time you know what i mean yeah and also it's probably about addiction too because most of these songs are also about addiction (laughs) Oh, we didn't even mention who, did you see who the, did you know who the producer on this album is? Ooh. No. I. It's Danger Mouse. This is a Danger Mouse joint. So, you know, it's quality. But yeah, um, I mean, I don't know what to say about this song that hasn't been said. Like... Yeah, there's not really much else that like no one already knows. It's it's very, um, it's it's pretty straightforward, but. I don't know. I don't, don't want to, yeah. you know, I feel like we could just like dissect these songs for a long time. We gotta. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably get, get going and uh, we will get going to El Manana, which uh, again, the music video ties directly into the end, ties directly into the Feel Good Inc. music video. What do you guys think about this that? Was I loved my, it. This was my favorite music video out of the four. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And this one, I will draw another horror movie reference that I absolutely loved. And it is the windmill, you know, straight up Frankenstein. When oh yeah, when they when the planes are shooting, I mean, it's not directly like planes are shooting in Frankenstein, but it starts burning down. I mean, you don't get more um, reference than that. So I really appreciated that. But yeah, it's really really sad. Oh, it's like really sad. Mm-hmm. It's so um, sad. Yeah, the music video is sad. The song is sad. And like, I just love yeah. a sad song. <laughs> Yeah. So this song is great. I know, right, right, in, right in between this fucking insane, like you know, pop joint kind of, you know, heavy, heavy, you know, bass and percussion, and then you just get this very like, almost. I don't want to say it's simple, but compared to the rest of the album, it seems a lot less like I it's, don't know. It's it's pure, melancholy compared almost. Yeah, and which is nice. Which is funny because they have a song called Melancholy Hill. Hey, on look at that. Beach, but <laughs> but yeah, you get like, and, and the fact that they're next to each other, they're linked clearly with the music videos, but you have that really nice dichotomy between the two. And I didn't realize, actually, no, I lied. I did. Because you do, you do get a glimpse of um, it's Noodle on the, on the windmill mm-hmm. place in, in Field yeah. of Ink. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's playing the guitar. And yeah. you, you don't expect to go from that perspective and then just to see- it's like it's like it's like the one the one free person that is just taken down by the planes and dro- they drop the drop the nuclear bomb on it just to icing on the cake. Yeah, which this is the like music video that has the most story to it, but not like it's not explicitly stated because again, gorillas lore is weird. There's a whole story that there is a guy named Jimmy Manson who auditioned for this for the for gorillas. And then to be the guitarist and then Noodle came along and beat him out for it. So he swore revenge on Gorillaz and he approached Murdoch and he was like, hey, let me kill Noodle. And Murdoch was like, fine, I'll give you guns and stash them 
underneath the windmill and then you can shoot noodle during the el manana video and then he locked him in there and so when the planes shoot down the island the floating windmill he dies noodle grabs the parachute and jumps off so like you would never get that story from watching the music oh, wow. video no right that's all behind the scenes stuff and like that's told yeah it's it's fucking weird how they tell their story <laughs> like it's so out there and it, that's like another thing, like this music video, like within the Gorillaz universe, it's a music video, but also Noodle goes missing after that. So like, it's like canon, but it's not can. I don't know. It's fucking weird. <laughs> it's, it's insanity. So, something else I learned. So I know manana means tomorrow, but I didn't know with El manana it means what the future. Is that what it means? Yeah. I don't know that. Um, I, yeah. I read that too, Josh. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if that was like, if that's actually what it means, because it means like the tomorrow. So it is like. Which people thought that's what it meant. But it, what I read, it said that that's commonly uh, mistaken. Yeah. When you have L in front of it, I guess it's the future, which which makes it's, you know, I mean, they, they it, the tomorrow sounded weird. So I was like, I was like, oh, that's <laughs> El Manana. That's that's kind of weird. Yeah. But, so I saw that I was, you know, learned a little bit I feel like I was in Michelle's class. Hmm. Where are you now? Anything else, guys, from this song? I don't think so. It's just a good ass song, man. Yeah, it's great. I really do it's, like this. It's song a fine. A lot. It's a this is fine ass song. This is definitely a top a top one. For yeah. Me. I'm just gonna say it. This one is is right under feel good for me. Just gonna it's, say it. Is feel good <laughs> all, your favorite? That's all I'm leaving you with. Yeah, we don't need to get into it okay. yet. Um, we can get into every planet we reach is dead, which Michelle asked me to. Uh, was like, how does this one go again? And then I sung it perfectly for her. And then she said, that's not how it goes. No, I didn't say that. I said, wait, no, 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 hold on. No, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, I was she... like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. But this song, like like right after El Manon, it's so harsh. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> compared to El Manon, it's so like sudden, you know? And again, it's fucking sad. Like he's like, what are we going to do? And it's like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Yeah, this whole album, I think you said, like before, like this, just like these songs are so good, but the whole time you're listening to him, there's just like this impending doom, like existential, like dread, just like hanging over your head the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Like the whole album is like a descent. Well, Damon's talked about like it's all about like each song's like like addressing like personal like your demons because it's demon days. Get it? Like personal demons and societal demons and stuff like that. Like that's what it's all about. But um, it is about like the decay of society. Which will culminate in a song that we'll get to down the line, obviously later. But um, yes, yeah, this is almost like if this is if this album is like you know like a a, a story structure. This is almost like is is this like the falling action almost? Like this feels like El Mignon and Feel Good Inc are kind of like the climax of it, and then this is like the second half of the yeah. album. You know, because mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of goes with the music video, like. The end of El Manana, you know, that's clearly those two are like the climax in term visually. So everything else just kind of you, you're going down the slope. Yeah, but I like this song too. But I don't know. Eh, this is like a middle of the pack song for me though. But I still like it. I love the song. <laughs> you know, I think it's great. Yeah. Really? Yep. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. 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 Josh, one of your top songs too. I'm not gonna say anymore. Okay. Well. <laughs> I've I've revealed too well, much. Oh. Well. We'll move on to November Has Come, which features the villain himself, MF Doom. Love it. Love it. Just fucking killing it. 
all that's for skunk meat. I mean, how do you top that? <laughs> when Can I heard it, it, I didn't know he was on it. So when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, and I was like, they got they got MF Doom on it. So that was really, mm-hmm. really nice to see. And I know there's like some serious hitters. I mean, MF Doom, De La Soul, uh, Booty Brown from the far side we mentioned before. Yeah, there's some. There's also, uh, I mean, there's more people coming up, but there's one surprise later on, I think, that, uh, yeah, we'll discuss. But, yeah, what did you guys think of this one? Loved it. Yeah, it was good. It is pretty stripped down compared to the other songs almost, because it is just kind of him going at it for a lot of it, and then yeah. there's like a little 2D hook chorus thing, but. And I think, I you know, if he wasn't in it, I definitely don't think I would like it as much, so it's definitely definitely elevated from Doom being on it. And always, and yeah, always, it definitely yeah. feels like a song they made for him to kind of just mm-hmm. go crazy on. I'm glad that you guys like this one. Because I feel like it's almost a little divisive because it doesn't feel like it's almost not a gorilla song. It's almost kind of just an MF Doom song, you know, in the middle of the album. But it works, I feel. I don't know. Yeah. I feel it like works. it works. It does. So uh, do we want to move on to All Alone? Yes. Okay. Thoughts on All Alone? I, I will start off by saying this. This is kind of like in that section towards the bottom for me. I don't have many notes on it. Um, so I might have you guys take it away with All Alone. Yeah, I don't have a lot of notes on it either. I think it's like near the bottom of my list, but I still liked it. And I like like they do the whole break thing again. And there's this like heavenly sort of vibe I got from it. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to look at something real quick because there was one... I. It was actually, it might, it actually might have been this one. So let me, let me kind of refrain and take that back, um, real quick. All right. Cause, well, I will say this is also a lower one for me personally. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't feel. Maybe, maybe if it was like elsewhere in the album, but I think just coming off of such a heavy rap track from November has come, and then you get another one. It's kind of like I don't know. I think there is another, I don't know. I don't love the stacking of this song, but it's fine. It's probably, if I'm being honest, the song that I will skip the most on the album when I listen to the album, personally. I, I'm good. I'm good. It's another song. I actually okay. just didn't look at my notes correctly. I, I wrote my notes on the song that I wanted to talk about. It's not that one. So okay. what okay. I said stands. Is the song you want to talk about White Light? No, but I because that's the next song. No, we're but talking I, about. I I do have some things to say about it because I was talking to Colin a little bit about this. Yeah, so this one I kind of fucking love it. I I know it's not like a yeah. great song. I kind of love it though. And that's and that's completely fair because, like I said, this one is definitely it's def it definitely works for the album more than I will put it on to listen to alone. So when I'm looking at this album collectively, all alone. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But. I, I probably won't put this on, um, to be honest, but that doesn't mean it's bad for the album by any means. This definitely has a place, but um, definitely one of my lower ones, just strictly from a listening standpoint. Yeah, it's one of my lower ones too, but again, I did not dislike it. Like, I like it. It's got this whole angst thing going for it, and I love it. Like, it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I love the way like the guitar kind of amps up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it is a stressful song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's components of it that I like, but when I look at the ones, the other ones that just 
they just have so much more to them. I can't, I can't like put this with the other ones from yeah. like and lyrically it's not you know, how good the track either. is exactly there's yeah you know, this this goes more of like the sound yeah, it's for just the like album, a vibe yeah yeah it's not there's really not as much thought put into it so i have to take that into consideration which is completely fair and um if we're talking about songs that don't have a lot of lyrical components to them next up is dare um, which is, I would say, probably their, if I had to guess, I would say this is probably their third or fourth biggest song. Um, oh, really? Oh, let me yeah. Just, yeah, let this me just say, huge. I'm shocked. Like, when I saw it on, like, I saw it at the top everywhere, I don't dislike the song. I like it. Um, but like I said, when I compare it, I wouldn't even say this is at the bottom. I think this one is straight up in the middle of my rankings. Interesting. It's like it's mine it's like at the at the top of the bottom <laughs> for me. Okay. I feel like I know this song though. Yeah. Like I definitely it, heard it. Yeah, it's a dance song. It's it was like a huge club song. Yeah. Back when it came out and it's probably been in I think it's in like commercials and stuff too. The more definitely I listened felt familiar. to it. Yeah. The first time I listened to it I was like, "Yeah," but the more I listened to it and like when we watched a video, I liked it more. <laughs> Like I just I can't help but want to fucking dance around in my room with a yeah. big ass head in my in my closet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> with a football helmet on my head. I love just a little note on the music video. I love that uh, that pan down that they do to Russell in the bathroom, and you just hear like the song. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that note too. <laughs> so it's good. Just, it's such a funny little like <laughs> inclusion. Yeah. So this one also had a music video that we could talk briefly about. And, you know, I got some horror references, obviously, that I pulled. You know, Let's you, def- go. you definitely have the birds on the opening shot yes. from Alfred Hitchcock. Um, there was one I saw that mentioned The Exorcist. You know, it was talking about in um, in their room, but I cu- it was like something with a statue. I couldn't really oh. find oh. it. I, so I don't know. I didn't I, I couldn't pull that one myself. But, um, you know. I was getting Frankenstein vibes again. Yeah, Frankenstein. Obviously, yeah. Huge, yeah. Um, who's uh, who's the guy in the bathroom? What was his name again? That's Russell. Russell. Russell's reading Cannibal Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right, right on the newspaper. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like just the interior. I mean, even the exterior. It's just all very creepy. You have that very. You have like Halloweeny mood lighting in the room too. So, um. Yeah, this this one was this one was a cool video to watch. Yeah, I don't know. It's it is a song that gets stuck in my head though sometimes just randomly. Like You can yeah, you could definitely yeah. bop to it. Yeah. It's dead. <laughs> <laughs> to our audience, if you haven't looked up the live performance of that song, do yourself a favor because it's one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen a human being do. Um <laughs> Uh, I guess we should say it features Sean Ryder. I don't know if we've been mentioning all of the featured artists on them, um, but this features Sean Ryder, who was a guy I don't know what he was from beforehand, but he's the guy saying it's there over and over again. And uh, after that, we get a very, very different song as we kind of come winding down into our last few songs of the album. Fire Coming Out of the Monkey's Head featuring... Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Very weird. A narration over a funky little track just telling this story about these people 
who lived under this mountain called Monkey, and then outsiders coming in to mine the jewels. And then the monkey explodes, and that's the fire that comes out of the monkey's head. Obviously a reference to, you know, fracking and imperialism and all that good stuff that has ruined the world. But yeah. So yeah, this one, I definitely appreciated the narration. However, it's it's kind of like one of those things I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw it on. Works for the album. Not really gonna listen to it, to be honest. Um, it's kind of all I have to say about it. But I it was um, a nice touch. It was it was a nice touch for the album. Yeah. I love this song. I don't know how, yeah. but this song ha- has been like in my music library for a, a while and it comes on all the time and jam- like it's, it's fantastic. I this know. And is- I love the little breaks that they do of like the 2D yeah. acoustic, like little break that they, that they'll do. And, um, and then it just goes back down into that funky fucking baseline. And yes. Dennis Hopper just talking about so these good. people living mm-hmm. under this mountain. <laughs> it's like... How yeah, do they even I'm, come up with something? How do you come up with something like this? I don't know, man. You know, <laughs> I also so love this song. This is this is a this is a high ranking song for me. Wow, yeah, same. I, it's yeah, fantastic. wow. It's definitely one like I'm sh- like the first time I listened to this album, I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And then just the more I listened to it, I'm like, "You know what? This is this is so cool and weird." And to be I'm honest, that could it. be that could be where I'm at because if I'm if I'm gonna say anything, it's definitely that I don't remember this one as much so i think when it was playing i was just kind of like all right dennis hop it's dennis hopper talking to me um you know i was like following (laughs) but i didn't really and i and i didn't really like know anything um you know i was following on like the lyrics and stuff but yeah it was just it it was so different from everything else that i was kind of just like immediately like it's gonna it's gonna be a little lower for me yeah this is like the song though that like this is the apocalyptic thing that sets the tone for the last two songs you know like the world kind of ends on this album and then you get the last two songs you know that's kind of like picking up the pieces and talking about that and this one i know it's not an interlude but it feels like one it feels like a long interlude kind of so it almost is like you know like when rap albums i don't know if they still do like rap albums used to do like skits yeah it almost kind of feels something like akin to that. Exactly. Know? Which I, it's, it's hard for me to like rank an interlude type song. Yeah, but it is know? also a song. It's I know. I know. It's like, it's, it's one of those weird, one of those weird situations. Which is why I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's completely fair there. I mean, yeah. Um, and then, uh, next song we've got, don't get lost in heaven. So sad. So yeah. I thought, I thought this one was really sad. This one kind of like, you know, th- this this one did hit a little bit. You know, you just feel so much sympathy for this person um, and just like people in general that struggle. With, like this is straight up drug addiction um, and how it, how it it affects, you know, it affects yourself and the people around you that you love. Um, and you're just kind of stuck with like emptiness at the end of the day. Um, yeah, and, and like whole, over like overdoing it and yeah. stuff like, and you I, know, and I love the I love the heaven connection like they use heaven as that bliss that you feel i guess when you're so far into drugs you know but you lose yourself in it right yeah this one this one really really hit emotionally yeah really really sad song good song liked it but not one of my favorites i will say i am going to say it does rank lower on my list um and it's because of the song directly after it 
I think it sounds very similar to the second half of the final song. Yep. Almost to a fault. I feel like if they should have just sandwiched these songs together almost. Um, yeah, because you, you when you're listening to it, you, you completely forget that Demon Days is playing. I was listening to it and I was like, Oh, I'm a minute and a half in Demon Days. What? When did that? And I had to like start yeah, it over. Yeah, like the transition is so, like seamless. I think they. I think they're nice together, though. Um, yeah, I just feel like. But if you're looking at it as like a singular song, yeah, it's I, another one that I kind of don't listen to a lot on its own. And you're right because it, it actually. The, the thing is, it's actually lower on my rankings too. But mm-hmm. I pre- I appreciate the writing in it a lot. Oh yeah, but if we want to get into the last song of this album, Demon Days, the um which is, you know, the titular song of the album. Uh, again, a song cut in two halves, pretty much, sound-wise, but lyrically, I think, not completely identical, but very identical. You've got sort of uh, 2D with this almost like a static key. Like, he's kind of hard to hear, almost, and he's doing that, like, you know, whelpy kind of, you know, voice and stuff while he's singing. And then you just get that transition into this mixture of gospel and what else would you say the sound is like? It's I'm having trouble thinking of it. Um, I can't I can't think of this like the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I wrote chorus like a yeah, but like the music behind it is. I mean, I can only really think of gospel to be honest, but I can say when that um, I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of like what what I would call it. Um, I'm trying to think of when it comes because when it hits, it oh, hits. it's like reggae. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's almost like a reggae gospel kind of halfway through. You know, yeah, it really fucking hits. You know what I'm talking about? It's like um, yeah, 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 yeah. When that comes in, I was like, it's, ooh, ooh. I know yeah. it's like the most satisfying thing ever. And what a song to end on too. Like, do you, okay, so Colin, do you ever listen to? Have you ever listened to the Flaming Lips? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, have you heard uh, Cloud's Taste Metallic? No, I don't think so. Oh, there's a song in there. Maybe um, I have, but oh, it, it's an album. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe then. I don't know if you if you if you know the song "The Abandoned Hospital Ship" at all. No. So I don't think I do. So he's he's singing, and then it just goes into this guitar riff, and it just it like hits you like a like a big sack of bricks and you're just like and that's and that's kind of that's kind of like what this felt like so when you if you mm-hmm. hear that song you'll know what i'm talking about it's like it, it the, the sound kind of and i'm not saying it did this in demon days but the sound kind of like drops a little bit and you get like kind of like 5 seconds of silence and you just you just hear the guitar going and it's it's very satisfying yeah i would also you know i would describe this song as satisfying because and it's it is like satisfying and cathartic too because this whole song, this whole album has been very dreary and very melancholy and depressing. And then you kind of get at this very last song, you get this little glimmer of hope yep. where it's like, like, it's okay. Like, just don't, you know, don't lose yourself. You know, everything's just, you know, have hope and, you know, ha- and hold on and stuff. And I think it's a beautiful song and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reveal my hand. This is my top song of the album. This is one of my favorite songs of all time i adore this song that's nice it's i i I love this song i think it's yeah it's definitely one of my favorite songs ever it's my top three on the album um and they're and they're all they're all close but yep 
it's it is my third it is my third favorite on the album yeah i, I mean i guess we could just go right into rankings but like you said you, you get this you get nothing but like dreariness and sadness and just like whacking your head over with negativity and then you get this nice this nice uh reaffirmation of just stay stay as positive as you can try try your best to improve yourself and you know don't don't always just look down you know so it was very nice to kind of end on that so yeah number three for me michelle did you have any thoughts on demon days before we get into rankings no i think you guys like cathartic is a great word that you said um yeah again great song i don't think there was a song on this album i didn't like (laughs) well do we want to go just like Number like, do you want to start at the bottom and kind of work our ways our way up for like yeah. individually? Okay, yeah, so nice. number fifteen intro, intro, right? Yeah, the same. Yeah, because it's not really a song; it's kind of a song, but it's yeah. All right, number fourteen, uh, white white light. Yep. Okay, I have all alone at number fourteen. Number thirteen, all alone. Fire coming out of the monkey's head. Ooh, oh, wow! That... I have I have don't get lost in heaven at number thirteen. <laughs> that hurts. Uh, number 12, I have White Light. I have Don't Get Lost in Heaven. I have All Alone. Number 11, I have Old Green World, believe it or not. That's fine. That's all right. I have <laughs> I, I have Don't Get Lost in Heaven. I have November Has Come. Ooh. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, number 10, I actually, I have Kids with Guns. Wow. Ooh. I know. <laughs> I, I know. Have, I have Old Green World at number 10. I have Dare. It's Dare. One of ours is like always next to each other. It looked like we, we keep having one that's like right after the others. Uh, <laughs> number nine, I have every planet we reach is dead. Interesting. I have dare. I have it's dirty Harry. Dare. Oof, that Woo! hurts. That hurts me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> number eight, I have November has come. I have it, I think I have it pretty smack dab. And yeah, in the middle. Uh, me too, Colin. November has come. Number eight. Yeah. What is my number eight? It seemed like it seemed like the like the perfect cut cut it in half. That's what that's mm-hmm. I didn't know where it's a good it... song, but it's not like I don't know. I don't know if it fits, but it's still really I don't know, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I have O Green World. My number eight. Uh number seven, I have Last Living Souls. Me too. Wow. I have Demon Days. Fuck off. <laughs> Listen, listen. I, I like kidding. that. I'm just kidding. I did this rating really quick because I didn't rate them originally. No, fuck. No, fuck. Stand so, by your shit. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to stand by because I'm not certain about them. But Be proud of the, it. That's the top ones I feel good about. Just, everything just like just like I'm feeling good about my fire coming out of the monkey's head. I'm sticking with that number 13. <laughs> okay, okay. That's fine. Number six, it's there. Um, wait. Ooh. What did I? Yeah, yeah. So number six, I have kids with guns. Oh, I have El Manana. Interesting. Very. Number five, I've got fire coming out of the monkey's head. Wow. Love that song. Number five, I think. Oh, I feel good ink. Mm. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> wow. I, I have <laughs> what? Number five, every planet we reach is dead. Number four, I have feel good ink. Mm. Yup. I like that. I like yep. that a lot. Yep. I have I... Dirty Harry at number four. Okay, I have every planet we reach is dead at number four. Nice. Uh, number three, I have El Manana. I have Last Living Souls. I have Demon Days at number three. Ooh. Number two, I have Dirty Harry. El Manana. Uh, Kids with Guns. Yeah, number one is Demon Days for me. And Michelle's favorite, I heard of. I heard a, a sneak peek of it. <laughs> 
fire coming out of a monkey's head. Wow. That- Number one. Wow. I like it. I like yeah. it. And I'm just going to be basic just because I can't deny it. Feel Good Ink, number one for me. Yeah, it's a good song. I, I mean, it's in my top five. So, but so yeah, we were kind of, I feel like we were close, but also all over the place. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Like two of us were close on different parts. Like yeah. throughout. So now all that we have to do is, uh, is rank this fucker. <laughs> is rate <Hell> it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to go first or I, I want, I, do you want me to go first or last? I want Colin to go last. Uh, okay. okay. I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. So like I said, as we were discussing the songs, I don't think there was a song that I didn't like. I think they're all pretty good. Some of them are pretty great. Um, and I love the whole impending doom sort of. I just love it. I think it's great. Um, yeah. So I gave it a 77 out of 97. All right. Wow. Okay. Holy shit. Yes. So I'll go next. Um, I told Colin and Michelle before the, before we started this, I feel like I always say something about the reviews, but this time I was trying <laughs> to actually take into consideration that it is out of 95. So, um, you know, I was doing a little math, so I know what this equals to, and that's what I'm sticking with. So Demon Days gets an 86 for me. So, yeah, I mean, you know, huge, huge, huge Gorillaz fan here. Um my favorite Gorillaz album. I think it's their best album, you know, um, in general. And it is one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, can we start with the confetti, please? Because this is the yeah. first birth year we've ever had on the show. Yeah. Oh, I'm giving it the perfect 94. <laughs> and listen, I understand if you break it down track by track, not every song is perfect, but no album, you know. It's like rating a like a like a perfect movie. Not every single scene, not every single frame in a movie is perfect, technically perfect, right? But um for my tastes in particular, and even leaving nostalgia out of it, it's crazy that it holds up this well and it I feel like it's almost aged better than a lot of albums, like than it almost like when it was released, um, with how relevant it is in the thematic tones of everything. So uh this is an album I come back to very, very often and will continue to come back to. So I'm giving it the 94 out of 94. Like that. Um, uh, that's, yeah, that's fantastic. Which gives us, or I'm sorry, gives Demon Days an 89.86% total. So that's very high. You said <laughs> it, You said an 89? 9.86. So if we round up, it's a 90%. Um, which to quote... Uh, Tim Curry in Clue is very good. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I fucking good ass album. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Colin. Yeah, thank you. Oh, for real, of course, fantastic. I'm just of happy, course. happy to see a birth year on here. Yes. I know. What, what a nice way to kick all the kick off the Halloween month. And I hope everyone else feels great, great enough to give us a five star rating on Apple Podcast. Again, we very much appreciate it. it. Helps us out a great deal. And you can always find us, you know, wherever you're listening to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, YouTube, Amazon, all the great stuff. And you can follow our page on Instagram and Facebook at Millennial Milkshake. We also have a Twitter account at MilkBasedPod. And we have a Snapchat, MilkshakePod. And you can also follow our personal social medias. Colin is on Twitter 
Instagram and YouTube at The Last Call. Call spelled C-O-L. Michelle is on Instagram at Michelle Thoughts. That's thoughts the way you think. And I am on Instagram as well at Joshi underscore one, two, four. That's Joshi spelled with an I-E. And thank you guys for listening to Demon Days with me and discussing it. And thank you for joining me. Kids with guns. Thanks for joining me, guys. Kids with guns. Easy does it. Easy does it. I wish I could. I wish I had an authentic English accent. That's all I know. Michelle, did did Colin did Colin get that song right? Was it was it was it good enough for your for your liking? Yeah. Give me all right. Give me a song. I'll sing it. Oh, listen, I, we don't want to get copyright struck because of how perfect I sing these songs. Yeah, but that's give true. me another song and I'll sing. I'll sing us out. Yeah, I, I would like White Light, please. White Light. Stay creamy. Wait, <laughs> I hold on. Before we stay creamy, I gotta hear the intro. <laughs> oh, maybe because it's October, we shouldn't say stay creamy. Maybe instead we should say stay, I'll stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs> <laughs>